0: From the newsrooms of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, this is Please Explain. I'm Samantha Salinger-Morris, it's Thursday, December 7th. Imagine that you find out that the person you thought was a doctor, a surgeon who had operated on you, didn't actually have a medical degree. This is the case for all podiatric surgeons in Australia, practitioners who can legally pick up a knife with only a podiatry or science degree. Maybe that's fine if the issue you had with your foot or ankle was fixed. But a joint investigation by The Age, the Sydney Morning Herald and 60 Minutes has uncovered dozens of allegations of surgeries gone wrong by this small but controversial group of practitioners. Today, investigative reporter Charlotte Greve on the suffering of former patients of podiatric surgeons and the alleged health industry failures that have led to it. So, Charlotte, I think the best way to start is if you could tell us the story of Suzanne
1: Hogan. What happened to her? So, Suzanne was dealing with an old sports injury and she really wanted a way to get back to running. She loved going on long runs. That's how she came to meet a podiatric surgeon called Paul Bores. He recommended a quite invasive surgery. She had the surgery with him. but. After it, she was in more pain. So he went on to perform two further surgeries on her, trying to fix her pain. By the last time he operated on Suzanne, she took off her surgery boots and she was really alarmed by what she saw. Her feet were two different sizes. One foot was three sizes smaller than the other, and her toe was hovering off the ground. So she was really disturbed by what had happened. And that's when she lost faith in Paul bores and she started asking questions. And it was only then that she found out that while he was doing the third and final operation on her he was actually under investigation for allegedly harming four other of his patients and he was suspended from practicing but the suspension didn't come in immediately so he was able to perform that final surgery on Suzanne that has now left her with crippling pain and permanent disability that she's still dealing with today. I actually spoke with Paul Bors quite extensively on the phone, and he accepted that his surgery didn't go as planned and that this difference in foot size was caused by his surgery. And he apologised to Suzanne. He said he was sorry and he wished that it had turned out differently. But he maintained that he didn't do anything illegal and that complications do happen in surgery. And There were unforeseen circumstances that presented throughout her procedures. But I think his point about not doing anything illegal kind of goes to the heart of this whole issue because these surgeons are legally performing surgery and legally calling themselves podiatric surgeons. But the thing is, the public just doesn't understand the difference between these surgeons and mainstream surgeons.
0: So I'm hoping you could walk us through what exactly is a podiatric surgeon and what's the issue with them? Because I imagine most listeners, like myself,
1: have never heard of them. So a podiatric surgeon is essentially a podiatrist who does some training at a college called the Royal Australasian College of Podiatric Surgeons. So podiatric surgeons say they have extensive surgical training. But They're not medical doctors, so they don't have that general medical understanding. They're not required to do a medical degree. So while they say that they're specialists in the foot and ankle, they also don't know how to treat the entire body, which orthopedic surgeons say is critical when you're performing complex and invasive procedures like the ones that they do. The majority of surgeons in Australia have their training accredited by the Australian Medical Council, which is an independent body that sets education and training standards for a range of medical practitioners. Now, podiatric surgeons, according to the AOA, the Australian Orthopaedic Association, are the only group of surgeons in this country that have not completed training accredited by the AMC. They say this is a key difference in orthopedic surgeons and podiatric surgeons that make them vastly different in terms of the skills and qualifications that they possess. Now, one of the key problems with regulations of podiatric surgeons in Australia is that there's no rules around scope of practice. So there's no limit to what these surgeons can do. So it really comes down to the risk appetite of the individual practitioner to determine the complexity of the procedures they can do. So to be clear, there's no scope of practice that sort of regulates what podiatric surgeons, what part of the body they can operate on? That's right. It really comes down to the individual to decide what they're comfortable doing. You actually spoke to
0: 29 former patients who experienced all sorts of agony and complications after being
1: operated on by podiatric surgeons. So can you tell me a bit about their cases? So over the interviews with patients, there were a range of post-surgical complications that were raised, everything from crippling pain that was worse after the surgery than before to post-surgical infections that were not treated properly getting worse and worse. But the key thing that people raised time and time again across almost all of the patients we interviewed was the shock when they discovered that their surgeon was not a medical doctor. Now this could have come when a patient had said, I'm dealing with pain. I need something stronger. Can you please write me a script? And the podiatric surgeon would come back and say, well, actually, sorry, I can't do that because they didn't have prescribing rights. Some podiatric surgeons can apply for prescribing rights. But there was this real penny drop moment when there were experiences like that, when they thought, wait a second, what are the qualifications of a podiatric surgeon if you can't even write scripts? And so tell me a bit about this,
0: because you actually spoke to more than 20 orthopedic surgeons who said they often treat patients to correct issues following podiatric surgeon procedures. So why is this happening?
1: Well, they say, the orthopaedic surgeons say it comes down to squarely a lack of training. So they say medical degrees are a no-brainer for people doing surgeries. Then they also say the quality of training provided by the podiatric surgeons as opposed to mainstream surgeons varies greatly in terms of the rigour, in terms of the experience in the actual operating theatre. So, the orthopedic surgeons and the podiatric surgeons, they both say, you know, complications are common in any surgical procedure, particularly when you're dealing with the foot and ankle, which is a very complicated body part. But the orthopedic surgeons say the complications they see are not run of the mill complications. They're quite shocking in the level of surgical care that they provide. So, it might be that a screw is not even properly in. Uh, bone. It's a screw that's floating around in the foot. And orthopedic surgeons have said these types of complications are not run-of-the-mill complications. They really do point to larger systemic problems with the training. One of the conversations we had was with an orthopedic surgeon in Western Australia, Nicole Leeks, and she said that she'd seen patients treated by podiatric surgeons who had required amputations of toes on three occasions. And so... Why is it that podiatric
0: surgeons can actually call themselves surgeons and perform surgery if they haven't attended medical school?
1: So podiatric surgeons first became nationally regulated when ARPRA was set up in 2010. So ARPRA is the National Healthcare Watchdog, and that stands for the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency. So instead of having state-by-state health regulations and health laws. They brought in a national law for healthcare practitioners in Australia. And as it's been told to me, during that process, there were a lot of deals done to get all the professions under the one national law. And so as part of that, APRA agreed to recognise this profession and recognise the college, which really gave it a legitimacy nationally, but also because podiatric surgeons were able to say to their patients, we're not doing anything illegal, we're Commonwealth accredited, we are recognised by the healthcare regulator. So there's nothing wrong here or there, nothing can be said that is bad or questionable about our regulations or the quality of training that we have. So a lot of this does stem back to ARPRA and the decisions it made in 2010 and the decisions it's made since then to properly keep an eye on this industry and and make sure that patients are safe when they're seeing these types of surgeons.
0: We'll be right back. So Charlotte, I wanted to move on and ask you about the podiatric surgeons themselves. Have they responded to your investigation or to criticisms about their work?
1: So the college, the main training college and lobby group, they put out a statement essentially saying they won't be commenting on individual surgeons who we ask them about. But they said they stress that they undergo years of specialist training and all surgery comes with complications. They believe that This story and this issue is really motivated by a turf war from orthopaedic surgeons. One podiatric surgeon even told me on the phone that he thought that my investigation had been entirely created from a a public relations company from the orthopaedic surgeons uh, and that all of these patients had been handpicked by a, a PR company, which couldn't be further from the truth. And so what's
0: next then? There was a parliamentary hearing into this matter just this year. I'm not sure what's come of that.
1: There has been this groundwork of calling for greater clarity around who can and who can't use the term surgeon because as the Australian public, we have this great faith in our healthcare system. We're constantly told Australia has one of the best healthcare systems in the world. So when patients see the word surgeon, they assume that means that, They have a medical degree and years of specialty training. So I think this review that's been launched by the Podiatry Board of Australia, it said that it's going to review these titles again and look at whether perhaps there should be changes to the title that podiatric surgeons use to be a bit more clearer around what the difference is between these surgeons and mainstream surgeons. The Podiatry Board said that the review is going to look everything from titles to regulation to training and nothing is off the table. So they're really promising a thorough look at this industry and a way to enforce real reform that will better inform the public and better protect the public. And is
0: the government doing anything about this problem that you've uncovered? How have they responded?
1: Well, Health Minister Mark Butler put out a statement to us saying that he was deeply concerned about the reports and that he would look forward to the review by the Podiatry Board. But earlier this year when we were reporting on problems within ARPRA, he launched a snap review of past efforts to reform ARPRA and to see if the regulator was fit for purpose and fulfilling its mandate of protecting the public. I asked him for an update on that rapid review and he didn't respond to my questions. So. I hope this is not another case of politicians and uh, boards launching reviews in the hope that the review itself will make the issue go away and the status quo can continue because this is a real issue. Clearly, there needs to be real change in this space. Well, we're very lucky that you are investigating it, Charlotte, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Today's episode of Please Explain was produced by Tammy Mills. Our executive producer is Ruby Schwartz. Please Explain is a production of The Age and the City Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search The Age or smh.com.au forward slash subscribe. I'm Samantha Selinger-Morris. This is Please Explain. Thanks for listening.